are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. This is actually episode 386, and I'm your host, Sean Garmer, here with me as usual, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, this was really a week that we're kind of like looking forward to stuff. You know, we just had the re- Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, all of the reviews dropped yesterday, it has a 94 Metacritic, which is uh, crazy insane, but that's one of the things they wanted to do with this game. We'll talk about that. We got the Elden Ring Shadow of the Earth Tree DLC uh, trailer thoughts, the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase thoughts. Uh, Mark's been playing some more Persona 3 Reload, Reading Sea Solitaire 2, and even got into some Helldivers 2 as well. So we'll get to talk about the good and bad of that game. Uh, I've been playing more uh, Banishers Ghost of New Eden myself, and we got some other things. You know, Sony's looking to extend the PSVR 2's life, possibly by going to PC, and a lot more. All right, so let's quickly here get into the housekeeping. Um, so if this is your first time listening or 100th time listening, we do appreciate you or watching. You can watch us, uh, whether it's live, like right now on Fridays around the 12.45-ish time. Uh, we, we do the show then. You can watch it on all the different platforms, W2 Network and all those, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, all those places on Facebook as well. Uh, and then you can also watch On Demand later on YouTube if that's how you prefer. Uh, if you do subscribe and follow to the channel, which we would appreciate, uh, you not only get what we do here with Video Against the Max, you get uh, a bunch of other cool stuff that we have as part of uh, the whole uh, network here. Uh, we get the uh, anime guys. They just dropped a new episode a couple of days ago talking about the winter season and all the shows they've been watching. So uh, make sure if you like anime and you definitely keep up with the new stuff, uh, make sure to check them out as well. Uh, we got the Madam Web review. I know that movie wasn't great uh, by all accounts, but we do have a review from Madam Web up there from the Roger Broadcasting folks. Uh, and, you know, some more stuff to go check out as well. So, and uh, also, uh, just because, you know, neither one of us got an early copy of Rebirth, but uh, I did get uh, a good friend that we had him on the show when when it was uh, Final Fantasy 16 time, uh, Hayes Madsen. He's going to be back with me on Saturday live. It's going to be around like 8 p.m. ish, and then it'll be out there on demand for everybody. Uh, he's going to talk about his thoughts on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth because he did play uh, all this, the, the entire game, and has the review up on Inverse right now. I'll have a link in the description too for everybody. But uh, that's what's, what's coming up on the channel. So. That being said, let's get into the actual show proper here. I guess let's start out with the the games we're playing. Interesting that uh, Helldivers 2 is in the news because they've been having server issues. Yep. Right? Um, And they just came out today and spoke about how they updated the servers to have up to 700k concurrent players. And it's probably going to fill up again. And they've also instituted a thing that kicks you out if you're idle for more than 15 minutes because so many people were staying in logged in even if they weren't playing so they wouldn't have to deal with uh, the server issues so they found a way to kick those people out as to you know provide more space um you told me that you tried several times you were able to get in one time and then you had other issues where you couldn't get in at all 
No, well, the problem with the idle problem is like, I, I'm sure some people are just staying in to not deal with server issues, but I'm sure a lot of people are just like hitting log in and then walking away from the game because they're, they're yeah. it's going to take a half hour to get in. So it's a right, code exactly. to get in. Yeah, and then, you know, then they're like, they don't even realize it. And then they come back and <laughs> it's been sitting there for a half hour, you know, a half hour, like in the lobby. Uh, so I tried about four or five different times. I actually kept trying a few different times also. First time I tried it, it was fine. I got in, I got in like the training mission, did that, no problem. And you have to like do the training before you can actually start playing the game, which is okay. Right. Then I had to wait. I did that like on, like last Sunday. And then me and Jens were going to play on Monday, and he didn't do the training at all yet. And it took him, he tried from like four to five to get in. He couldn't get in at all. Meanwhile, I actually just got in like from the get. Like I just hit go and it was fine. But he couldn't get in for like an hour. And then he took a nap. And then at like 7.30 or so, he was able to get in. We played for like an hour and a half. And then on Wednesday, we were going to play again. And it still didn't work. Or, you know, that, that was the day that the new patch hit. And they're like, oh, we fixed some stuff. And I was like, nope, still busted. Oh, that sucks. So we play, ended up playing Far Cry 6 instead. <laughs> Such a much, so much better movement than, right? Well, it's like, oh, I'm sure the server for that game is still overloaded with people playing, trying to play that also. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so you did get to play the game. Like, what did y'all think playing? And, and was it fun? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's funny. Well, he doesn't like the stratagem thing. Like the enter, he's like he he called it like entering in, in the Konami code to call in power ups. Right. And I was like, that's that's from the first game. <laughs> like all, almost all this stuff is from the first game. Like even the, like the Super Earth and the, like the suit like the militaristic Starship Troopers stuff. You know, uh, it's fun. Uh, we did have one mission kind of break on us. I don't know why. Like it was like a weird server issue. Maybe we had it. We did this one mission with robot, evil robots, and you're supposed to land and like escort civilian or escort scientists or whatever to like this like, you know, evacuation zone. But enemies kept spawning in endlessly, like from the get go. And it's like you're supposed to have like some downtime here, or you know, it's not supposed to be. It was supposed. It was like a e a easy mission because they have like right. they, they have like trifling easy medium hard you know and it goes up from there so it's like this is not supposed to be like the hardest mission in the game but we burned through it you know lives and you know we ended up just failing the mission because it's like this is like overwhelming you know <laughs> uh <laughs> right, but like so they basically they come in waves at you constantly you're you're not really well it wasn't even waves it was just constant you know it's like yeah we, so it, I I don't know if like the scripting broke or you know, what happened and like even the fine because we were hanging out at this like base for like ten minutes trying to figure out where, where the hell the people were and there's like a, a people dispenser in the base it's like press this button and like three or four uh, scientists come running out and you have to like escort them and it's like this isn't marked at all on the map extremely not noticeable like so that mission sucked. All the other missions where we just like blow up, you know, alien bugs or whatever, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I, I killed the ends once because he like, I think I called in like a machine gun to be dropped to our location, and then like, he he got under like what the landing zone was. So it just dropped on him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna ask you about that if you'd run into the friendly fire thing, but I mean yeah. that kind of seems like fun because I like that from Halo too. That it felt like yeah, yeah. I mean it provides 
it provides uh you know some comedy as long as it's yeah. not like a, a, a dire point or anything i actually kind of like the tragedy thing also like because it get, like okay let's say he goes down when we're fighting some aliens it's like okay do i try to like clean up the area myself assuming there's only a few left or I just kind of run away for a second, you know, and then call him back into the fight or, you know, calling in like orbital bombardment or, you know, stuff like that, I think is, you know, interesting. Also, it has like a a weird like unlock system kind of because I, I, you unlock new weapons and stuff, which is fine. But you also unlock new armor pieces, which are just armor pieces. They're not like, oh, this is more armor or this is, you know more armor in your less mobile it's not like an upgrade really right yeah it's just like cosmetics (laughs) so you know i've heard a lot of people talk about the store that there's a store in there where you can buy things but it yeah there is but it's not like overbearing i would say and you actually do get a a a decent amount of currency just with the free store because you you can unlock like the paid currency with the free store so it's not like too bad and also like you know, the missions will be like, it has like one, one overall objective, like, oh, go kill these two, you know, bug commands in this area or this map. But most maps have like a whole host of different side objectives and stuff like that that you're not, you know, fully aware of until you like kind of like you stumble upon it. <laughs> so it, it gives you reason to kind of explore as well. But there also is kind of a timed component, like you kind of want to do the missions like kind of quickly. So I think it's like a lot of like... Uh, it's a lot of like, oh, you kind of have to know these maps going in. Have you been able to play by, did you play by, try to play by yourself at all or just only? Uh, I didn't want, like, just the very first mission just to see what it's like. It was okay. You know, I didn't, it was a, well, it was a trifling mission. So it was like, basically like, go kill 20 bugs and it's over. But, but it's designed that, it, for multiplayer game or, you know. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, is it any different with randoms or? No, I mean, I just played by myself, you know, you play, okay. completely. I'm sure if you got in like with like higher level people, it'd probably be a lot easier, or they'd have like a lot more, you know, cool stuff to them that they'd have access to, like weapons or stuff like that. But on its own, it's still fine. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I've been kind of thinking about it. Uh, you know, not now, obviously, because you know, Reverse about to come out, and that's going to be my whole thing for a while. Um, but you know, later on, just because it does give me like those those halo vibes that I liked back in the day. And I see a lot of talk about that. Um, there, there's a TikTok going around of people, uh, somebody merged ODST and Helldivers 2 into one thing and makes it look like the, you know, halo Spartans are, are dropping or whatever. And you know, it is a thought of, this is a live service game. If there ever was a game for maybe a place you should have think about, you know, maybe putting on Xbox as well. It'd be interesting if they could do a crossover like that at some point. But uh, I'd imagine not just because I think that would kind of be the let's, let's kick up a horde of dust even more than we already are uh, with yeah. what, what's going on with, with everything. Um, anything else you want to say about the game or. Uh, like I said, it's, it's good, but you know, the server problem, I mean, I guess it's a good problem to have, you know, and compared to some other games like suicide squad or skull and bones where right. you know, no one's playing them. So I'm sure they'll eventually get this stuff ironed out. Uh, and, you know, it'll be a fun game. It seems like Sony people, all I see is people having fun with this game. So that's great. I'm glad that this is doing well and ex- existing and they're continuing to keep, you know, trying to improve those servers. 
so yeah. more people can play and and that's a good thing you know um i'm sure sony is also just floored by the success as well like just, yeah. if anything yeah. it, it shows why you know they need to have these live service games stay in date well i, I mean it helps a uh, two things that help it one it's not like the most overly ambitious game in the world right that's not quadruple a or pentagram a or whatever the fuck it we saw it's going to call the next thing <laughs> like you know it's a 40 dollar game it's kind of based on an old engine right yeah, that's a, a it works and it, it it doesn't need to be the most graphically intensive game ever made it has to be a fun game or it has to be a good game and it ticks two of those it ticks those boxes you know so it that's the interesting thing for me too is just um you know the people that are really just championing this game and they all brought the uh the the marketing with the uh, fight for democracy uh thing yeah. too but you know it it's it, it you know i think that's also it's an interesting point of look how many people are playing on pc right as opposed to playstation and i wonder i wonder if they didn't have the server issues that there'd be more like kind of an even divide between the the two but yeah i, I think it, it does show that these live service games you really need to have the most people playing you possibly can uh for sure um so you've been playing uh reload some more yep i'm well? I'm, I'm near the end i'm probably about two hours right from the end uh like i have like level 90 guys finally <laughs> Damn, level uh, That game is weird. It, it's weird because, like, I think about Persona th- uh, Four and Five. I mean, you can kind of ignore Five because it's it happened like way later. But in Persona Four, like, Reload is missing just internet like integral stuff. I might say, like, you don't really have a homeroom teacher. You just have like a collection of randos who pop in like every month. <laughs> like, yeah, or like the bosses are so incredibly disconnected from the main game they're just like oh the shadow popped up this month go fight it and it's like okay i guess <laughs> like the only like bad well the only like no like bad guy is that like evil persona team strega which you, i don't even met yet uh right you know it's still fun the, the other funny thing is like the party composition in the game is really is really unbalanced why do you say that because you basically get you basically have seven party members and it's like the it's like a weapon wheel, like rock paper scissors, but with this, it's like basically like fists, swords, or like melee we- you know melee weapons and guns. Two characters can use guns. Four characters, or maybe even I think it's four characters can use no five characters can use melee weapons, and one guy can use his fists. Mm-hmm. And a lot of enemies are weak to the one guy who uses his fists. So it's like, okay, uh, I have to keep the main character on at all times, obviously. But I kind of also have to keep this one guy with his fists on as well uh, because so many, so many things are weak to him. And I also have to keep the girl with the gun who can heal uh, because most of the characters in, the, in that game can't heal well. So it's like out of, out of a party of four player or characters, three of these, char- three of these spots are taken up by three characters i mean at all times you know right so yeah. like yeah my level 90 main character and my level 91 guy fists and then it's like i got like a little kid with me who's like level 47 because it's like i just never use them because it's like why would you at all you know 
Yeah, I know. Right. I mean, your whole point of the battle system is to try to quickly uh, take advantage of the weaknesses so you can keep getting the the and yeah. one more, the one mores. Yeah, the shuffle know. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they do have like a system to it's like occasionally you find it's like weird clock things and it's like oh it boosts up your like lowest level character up quite a bit, but not enough. <laughs> and right. Yeah. Like, I, I can see what you tried to do here, but I would, I would have probably gone with a better. Or a you know a more uh, equal battle system. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out that that's I was like because I went into the Tartarus the first time and I was like okay I got you know some Twilight fragments but yeah I was like okay you never seem to find these and I was like oh you have to basically like explore the school a bunch uh, of times for or twi- for the Twilight fragments yeah. the two best ways to do it are uh, Elizabeth gives them to you pretty randomly you when you do her. Her well, um, quests or whatever. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. If you just talk to her, I mean, she was given to you occasionally. Uh, but then, yeah, if you do her quest system, uh, she gives you a lot more. Like, oh, go feed the cat or go, you know, find me a CD I like and stuff like that. I did all those things. I just saw the yeah. IGN guide and I said, all right, I can just knock this out pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, I have 100% of that game, except for actually just beating it. I'm like, a week and a half away from like the end of the game, you know, in game time, which is like nothing. So I just have like, do you, like, so you switch guides halfway through or are you using a second guide to do the, uh, I, I use, I still use the hundred percent guide, yeah. although it is extremely, uh, vague about like, yeah. Oh, here's a story fight. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it just has a like mandatory story battle. It's like, okay, how about you tell me like, Hey, this is a good party to have, or, you know, this boss does a lot of dark attacks, so don't bring in a persona that is weak to dark, you know? Uh, yeah, it seems like they that might have been something that they just made really fast to yeah. obviously get it out there. And uh, it could have been there from the original, and they just kind of updated it with stuff that's reload, you know? Well, the stuff yeah. from reload is like there are like story events you can now do, which I don't want right. in the game, original game at all. So, like, boost up like your specific party members like different kind of like one-off attacks i guess or you well know. there's social links with the male characters now right too because there wasn't that uh, in the... uh maybe a few but n- no there actually isn't now that i think well, about it yeah yeah like yeah like that's the other thing is like yeah all the social links are basically with you know the other girls of your team or like other male members of this, like the class, the school, school, random people in the school, yeah. But like, yeah, they, it's not like you have a social link with Junpei or Akihiko. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, I mean, th- that's uh, this was the first one that that kind of really did that a lot. So yeah, they kind of went on and improved that over the time to- over the years, yeah. and obviously as that as things became different, right, in the society around us. Uh, or it, it's funny, you know, like. The last month in the game, you finally get like the uh, the social link for I guess, which you haven't even met yet. But like the you know the yeah. robot chick, the robot, like, uh-huh, yeah. Wow, this is like super late. I'm like, <laughs> thank God I'm following this one hundred percent guide because it's like yeah. if you didn't know this, like you there's no way you could do her stuff. Yeah, at her all. social link at all. Yeah, because or even like uh, Mitsuru, because once you unlock her social link, it, the guide is basically do it every day. Right. It's you know it's just like ten days worth, but just knock it out really quickly, just to like avoid it all. I'm still like one 
I think I'm one social link away. Like I have, I have a little time to like wrap it or to catch up, but I'm like one social link, sh- like shy of the hundred percent thing. Thankfully, I can knock it out quickly. <laughs> yeah, but I like it. I, I it's just not as refined as you know five or even four. It's an interesting, you know, game. <laughs> and I think the the shuffle time stuff is actually ext- extremely funny. I got to a point last night. What I so overloaded that card thing, I could pull three cards at once at the end of the battle. <laughs> That's the part that always confused me, the shuffle time thing, because I was like, okay, it's asking me to have all this money, and I was like, well, do I need to select the money one constantly, or do I need to select the you know, the other ones? And... I, I, I would do the money one fairly often. I'd split that up with like the money and experience, but there are arcana cards in the thing. Right, they're, they're like, like yeah, they're like well, they're like the cards after you, after you beat a boss, basically, uh, or after you beat the uh, the, the, the like door. gatekeeper ones that that are the whole floor is that boss or no? Do have you seen the? Uh, I think they're called momid doors. I think I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, or monad doors. That's it. Sorry, they're like so. There are kind of like one hallways of those where it's just like a kind of a, a hard enemy in those and at, at the end you get like a treasure but then there are like longer ones like right before what you were talking about like the the floor is the boss ones where it's like it's like two or three like harder enemies to face if you do that once you get through it you get like a new arcana card and the arcana cards are like okay. the game breaking ones where it's like oh uh you get more you get more items for, for destroying stuff in the tower or yeah, you can create personas five levels higher than what you are. That's how you earn money by like destroying stuff in the tower. Like if you can pull that one card, or if you can pull a card, it's like, oh, now you can pull two cards during shuffle time. It's like okay, I'll always pull the money card and I'll always pull the mo- the experience card. Right. Yeah. But now I have uh, a million yen. So just from doing Tartarus that much, or just yeah, or from yeah. I mean, I occasionally worked at the school job just because it's part of it's like one of the trophies. But right, yeah, like, d- yeah, destroying stuff in the tower because like, oh, instead of getting one thing, you get three. So it's like when once I sold all my crap to that police guy, it's like, oh, here's some six hundred thousand yen. It's like, all right, cool, <laughs> nice. You can just yeah, buy everything at that point. That's the other th- other thing is in Persona games, it's you, can, you just can't like buy magic potions, right? You know. Yeah. So they still really limit that stuff. It's like, oh, the only the only uh, MP re- restoring enemy can buy regularly is sodas, which restore ten, you know, mana or five even. Yeah, five or Whoop. ten. It's like it's, it's, it's really helping me. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, in case you get those from like, you know, quests or even dropping that tower, which is helpful. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you you never get a ton of them. Trust me. Yeah, I'll probably finish it out today or tomorrow, or at least the weekend, and then start the review. Because oh, I want to be hopefully fresh for next week. <laughs> Anything you want to say on reading the Solitaire 2? Or... Beat it. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it, the only weird thing is, like, at the end of the game, I had a, I had a ton of money. And I, already, I also bought all the upgrades as they came. So it's like, okay, I got all this money. Uh, now what do I do with it? <laughs> And yeah, right. I, I, I talked to the director, uh, you know, the game, you know, maker, and he was like, oh, 
I was thinking for the next one, we should put in, I was going to put in like a limit break system where like, if you reach this, if you felt this bar, like you get like access to crazier power ups. And I suggested one of those power ups should be Omni Slash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's yeah. good. You got to beat it. So. Yeah, it's, it's finally out. I think it's like 14 bucks, maybe. It's worth it if you like solitaire games, you know? Yeah, that's good. You always like these. So, and yep. yeah, uh, there's another one. There's a, a kind of a poker roguelike. Uh, yeah, I saw that. That's um, kind of making waves right now. So. Yep. But I, I, yeah, I mean, any anything else before? Uh, not really. No. Uh, well, I'm. I've been. I played a lot more of Vanisher's Ghost of New Eden, and yeah, that combat gets a lot harder than I thought it was going to. Uh, which is good because you know, at first I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be." I'm going to feel like I'm kind of just doing combat for the sake of doing combat, and uh, kind of like Vampire was, and just because they want you to, you know, progress the story or whatever. And I'm glad that it's not like that. Um, it's actually really fun to be able to switch between, you know, the two main characters and and th- the fact that it like kind of continues the story of they both need each other, you know. And so in order to be able to activate the Antea, you got to be able to do enough damage with red so that you can use Antea's cool ghost powers. Then they have the certain ghosts, whatever that are kind of like taken over by a spirit. So that's actually better for you to use Antea than it is for you to be using red. Um, and then like be knowing when to block, knowing when to parry, when to, when to dodge, like that's all, you know, it's not like, you know, dark souls or whatever, but it's, it's, um, it's still pretty fun and it keeps you on your toes uh, especially later in the game where like there's more the enemy variety doesn't really improve that much ever but there's more of them uh so you kind of have to deal with a lot of different ones and then you also have to deal with the fact that like you have the really grunt skull looking things that like oh they can all of a sudden inhabit a corpse and become one of the harder enemies randomly if you're not paying attention or you get consumed with the other ones and it's like oh, damn okay because there's these uh, side quests that you can do where you're summoning a group of them. And sometimes it feels like you're just fighting this endless horde at times. And I'll die because I'm kicking their butts. And then all of a sudden, like, I completely forgot that, like, two of the corpses just reanimated. And there's, like, four of the damn walker-looking things trying to kill me all of a sudden. And it's like, oh, geez, okay, this is um, getting a, a bit much... <laughs> And but yeah, it's it's fun. It keeps you going. There's the map is huge for this game being what it is. I I didn't think it was gonna be that big, and then it's like, oh, this is a substantial game. Like this is a twenty-five to thirty-hour game. If you and if you do the all the side quest stuff, which is kind of hard not to because all these like little question marks or whatever that appear, and you kind of want to sometimes get them because you get items or other things, and it's just like damn okay you know um and they do have a fast travel system also if you don't want to do that stuff but it kind of does does help you uh with uh, the enemies i fought like the second big boss in the game already and that was uh fun just the way it looks is really awesome too um just yeah, yeah the story is really good in this like don't nod obviously knows what they're doing with stories and they 
they do a great job of the whole crux of this game. If you haven't seen anything about it is, um, you know, something happens to the, the female character. Right. And so you have to make a choice because the, your whole job as a banisher is to basically make it to where the spirits or the ghosts no longer are tormenting or bothering or around the living. Right. So you have to make that choice of, okay, well, this is technically your wife. Like, what would you do in that situation? Would you try to bring her back to life or would you try to, um, you know, do the thing that you would normally do as a banisher, ascend her, you know? And so the thing is that you have to complete these other quests with other people that you meet, making that decision of, well, is the person that I'm talking to an asshole or is the ghost? a jerk or is the person just not wanting to like, let them go. Like you have to make those decisions. And like, it reminds you every time based on what you do, what's going to wind up happening to her. Uh, Cause there's like five different endings in this game. But like, I faced that like moral decision of man, this dude's a freaking jerkwad. I don't want to help him in any way. In fact, I want to, I'd rather like one of them. I just killed him because I was like, this dude's so annoying. I don't want it, to, it's going to make it to where it messes up what I'm trying to do, but they actually do a good enough job of telling the stories well enough where you may actually have a thought in your head of, okay, I'm going to resurrect her. That's what I'm doing. And then it's like, oh man, but you know, some of these stories, I really don't want to help that character. So they yeah. do a really good job of, of like making you think and making you make decisions. So I'm interested to see how all these endings wind up happening and stuff. So I've been enjoying it um, a lot more, and you know, now I'm going to try to see if I how far I can get to do the review before Rebirth comes out. But uh, it's yeah, it's been a it's been a really good game. I think it's one of those that, and it's only fifty. I think it's one of those games that you know, if you see it on a sale for like thirty or forty, and you're looking for a game to play, you know, maybe later and you know when the uh, releases start tapering off. I would definitely uh, give this a look. It's it's one that I think is going to surprise a lot of people uh, for sure. So, and th that's really been the main game I've been playing. I haven't been gotten to play much more, but yeah, just, just really uh, kind of floored me with how much I wound up actually liking this game more than I thought I was going to. So yeah, let's, let's get into some of the uh, stuff that's been happening this week here. I guess let's start off with the uh, Nintendo Direct. Um, this was a partner showcase. It wasn't uh, the typical Nintendo Direct. There apparently it's supposed to be another one coming next month, maybe. Uh, but you know, I wouldn't go uh, go. It, I don't think that anything that they showed here was like, oh my god, I need to go buy that right now. But they had some really interesting stuff. Anything that that kind of caught your eye or? Um. Well, the obviously the big one is probably uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five uh, coming to actual consoles. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, let's see. There was like one or two things that you know kind of looked good. Uh, yeah, they Instinct. they showed uh, what was it? Uh, well, it's called Shin Megami Tensei Five Vengeance now. Yeah. So they're making you rebuy this game in order to be, get both of the different uh, story blocks that you have to do. So. Right. Uh, typical atlas <laughs> uh the battlefront had... collection 
Uh, yeah. kind, of, kind of funny because I'm sure that'll like get more people playing than like the recent Battlefront games. <laughs> right. Uh, World they of had, Good, um, fun or World of Good Two rather. Yeah, World of Good Two is going to be exclusive. That's that looked good. Um, the Penny's Big Breakaway from the, the Sonic Whitehead. Mania yeah. folks that looked really good, actually. Oh. So. The the funny one, actually the funniest one to me is uh, Disney Epic Mickey rebrushed. It's like yes, why? That was a because was people a, actually it was it was, was a, a game bad people game. Liked, but it, but it's a game people like though. It was and it was cool for its time. I mean, you know, I remember lo- watching the trailer and I didn't have a Wii, but I wanted to play it. You know, uh, Epic Mickey yeah. two sucked. You know, Nothing but, like playing a third-person platformer without camera control. <laughs> uh, as as Scott says, the best part of SMT5 is the fact that it was coming other places besides Switch, so you wouldn't have to run it at 15 frames Right, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll buy, or I'll hopefully get, you know, that game for PS5 to review or to play. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of think that uh, Epic Mickey gets a bad... It gets a bad rap on there. I think it's better than uh, most people the, the, give it credit for. A funny thing to um, about Shin Megami Tensei Five is how they handle the spell system, because in like Persona, it's like you go from Aji to Aji Dine to Aji Lu, or you know, I forget the nomenclature, but it's basically like Fire One, Fire Two, Fire Three that like Final Fantasy has. Yeah, and Shin Megami Tensei Five, they have that as well. But they also have like ranks on the basic spells, so you get just get like Ag plus five or Ag plus four. It's like, yeah, why don't you just make like you know, Ag Lu the second rank and then Ag Dying the third, like in every other Shin Megami Tensei game ever made. <laughs> like, you don't need to make thirty ranks of this fucking fire spell. <laughs> well, I guess they gotta find a way to make it, you know, its own thing from the Persona games. I guess you know, uh, the. I, this uh, arranger game that came out was probably one of the most interesting like indies that they showed at this thing, and um, I feel like after I get to a certain world, I'm probably gonna get, be totally lost. But yep. <laughs> yeah, man, that looked cool. And Unicorn Overload getting a demo. Um, I downloaded it. I thought it was only gonna be on Switch, so I downloaded it on Switch, and then I found out it's on everything. So I yeah, this was a download it. Yeah, this was like a daylight or you know a day. Yeah. Later. I might actually go download it on one of the other systems then, even though this this looks like it shouldn't really have a problem running on Switch since the the character sprites are even smaller than the Fire Emblem ones from right. the 3DS days or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that should be uh, good. And Monster Hunter Story is getting uh, a remaster on Switch. That's awesome because I like the Monster Hunter Stories 2 demo. At the, I mean, I played the demo. I didn't get to, you know, uh it, it's good i'm glad that it's getting like a revamp on there uh the people right. that are complaining about it not being on xbox i think you need to like check yourself sometimes with these games like this is a very niche game right. uh it's so well on the story is too so well on switch because it's switch right it was a exclusive for switch but you know this was a 3ds game that's getting redone uh i don't it, it we're, we're gonna talk about the circana stuff from January and I think people again need to like look at it and go, yes, you want all these Japanese games on Xbox, but it's still super niche 
as far as the Japanese games go that aren't the big tentpole ones, right? Yeah. And and this is super down there as far as the, the niche products go for, for Japanese stuff. Um, Shigen Mega Tensei has a name, right? And they also have a deal with Sega and Atlas that's really well, They that's been working out really well for them. So, you know, when it gets to these other ones, Capcom's always been very, okay, we're going to put this on Xbox, but not this. So I think it just kind of fits what they've been doing. It's not anything right. uh, new. Uh, Pocket Card Jockey coming to Switch is awesome because that game is great. Don't people should oh, cool. play it. Yeah. Um, and uh, another one was, you know, just to to point it out, another Super Monkey Ball game is coming. I don't, you know, I know some people might have really loved the fact that Endless Ocean was getting a, a remake or remaster. I think I was in the the minor the majority of the people that were like, "This is your one more thing, okay, whatever." Yeah, that, that that felt weird to me. I thought they were going to announce like, I thought it was going to be actually they would have been like held off Sea of Thieves for that that one. Yeah, well, uh, it makes sense. Sea of Thieves can't run on it, you know. Yeah, I think that the reason why you know which uh, Xbox ended up putting an official Xbox Wire thing out about what's happening with all their games because they did show. Grounded at the beginning, and then Pentiment in the sizzle reel of all things, which is funny, yeah. uh, considering they made such a big deal. And then Pentiment's out right now. You can actually go buy Pentiment right now if you want on Switch or PS5 or PS4. They are doing physical versions with uh, limited run games as well if you're a big physical person. Uh, but know that that game's not coming to you for like five months. So if you buy a physical, just get ready that you're not going to see that game for a while. But, um, you know... Yeah, Scott brings up a good point. Can you imagine if they didn't do that Xbox business update, which is what their plan was, is what it looks like. They were going to do that later, and then I guess they were just going to have these games magically appear on Switch, and then everybody was going to be in an uproar then. And you know, But yeah, could you imagine if we didn't know about it? Uh, this would have been a shocking Nintendo Direct. It would have been so much of a bigger deal, I think, had it, had it been a surprise. But... Yeah, it um, was it. I think Pen- not Pentiment. Uh, Ground is coming. What April sixth, uh, and then you have Thea Thieves is not going to come to Switch. It could come to Switch too, I guess. All right, but it well, it's, it's an online not, only game. So yeah, it is just going to be very difficult. I think for Switch that no, it's April sixteenth. I'm sorry for Grounded, but Thea Thieves is coming April thirtieth to PS five. Yeah. Um, so it's not even coming to PS4 either. It's PS5. And hey, I feel like that little trailer that they pulled on Sea of Thieves that they showed was like they took all the tweets where you know somebody randomly says underneath a tweet, oh, bring it to PS5, and they just kind of pushed all of those together, making it seem like there was this huge demand for it on PS5. Uh we'll have to see how much of a big demand it is, but it's good that that's getting a second life somewhere. And Hi-Fi Rush is coming March 19th. Uh, yeah. So that got its own little trailer as well. Um, interesting also that like in the 40-year history of Rare, this is the first time they're going to be on PlayStation with Sea of Thieves. Um, so that's that's really cool too, I guess, to, to see that in a way. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I thought this was... Direct was fine. It was there were some cool things in it. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I don't know. So it didn't super appeal to me, but they kind of just banged through it really quickly, which is nice. Yeah, they didn't over. They didn't have it overstay. I, I agree. There's not. There wasn't. There was some cool things in there for me. You know, you had the Shimigami Tensei, but um, probably not a lot more. Like you said, uh, <laughs> Scott ringing up the Sea of Thieves is gonna. Yes, exactly. That's what's gonna happen. They. This is probably Ubisoft's worst nightmare right now. That Xbox is releasing all this stuff about Sea of Thieves. Because it is absolutely going to destroy whatever Life Skull and Bones might have thought it was going to have. Not to mention the game's not that great anyway. But like, yeah, it's going to have enough problem. You know, uh, I think once Sea of Thieves hits, people are going to realize which one's the better, uh, you know, seafaring game, and they're just going to go to that instead of looking at looking at Skull and Bones at all. Yeah, but hey, you know. There's that quadruple A game for you that you need to uh, need to go into, but there was another trailer that was uh, shown off about 30 minutes after that. That I'm sure uh, you know a lot different types of folks were interested in it. You know, probably not the same. Not a lot of the same people that are going to be watching that Nintendo Direct. Uh, you know, you the Ring was your game of the year. You and Jens uh, love that game. Yep. Um, it's coming June twenty first, the same day as that Shimigami Tensei game, also. <laughs> uh, and man, showed off a lot here. What What did you think? Uh, I guess getting to see some of this. I mean, it looked good. Uh, you know, to give like a, like a new bad guy with that, you know, red cloaked thing, or you know, that dude. Uh, yeah. You know, it's more Elden Ring, so it'll be fine. I I just hope. I, I really hope that it's a separate game or not a separate game, but like a separate executable because the way that from software does DLC is insane in those games where it's like, Oh, you have to like find a guy in the game to like get access to the DLC. It's like, no, just have it be a separate branch in the menu, like load DLC, select what save or what character you want to import go, you know? Right. I, uh, I would think at the cost that they're charging for this, the forty dollars, um, it looks like it's going to be very substantial. Yeah, right. There's going to be a lot here for people. Um, I would think the fact that that this was a lot of people's like first FromSoft game. Yeah, they would probably try to make it less convoluted for you to, to no. be able to find it. No, no, <laughs> no, know. no. That's not the FromSoft way. <laughs> Because yeah. you, you can make that argument with like Dark Souls 2 or Dark Souls 1 DLC, but then they kept right. doing it over and over. So they're going to be like, no, this is our way. Yeah. If you don't like I it, mean, go screw yourself. <laughs> as Scott says, from software making things accessible, never. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I don't uh, play these games just because I don't like having to deal with the dying a million times. Uh, but man, the world that this is in, like all of these characters, all these these like big bosses that keep showing is like, I do want to be in there. Like, I like the look of all that. Look at that huge ass, like hill hippo looking thing that turns into like a deer. Um, I mean, like there's just so much like cool iconography in this, just the way that everything looks like, yeah, I can yeah. definitely see this, uh, this continuing the trend. I'm sure it will be up for people's game of the year and everything. Uh, when we're, we're tallying that up, um, at, you know, at the end of the year, like, it's uh, I'm glad people got their their big expansion that they've been waiting on here. 
I'm sure Ben yeah. and Amco is very excited because we talked <laughs> right. about their numbers dropping heavily uh, last year without this, uh, without having Elden Ring there to really help prop them up. But yeah, there's even a collector's edition for this thing, which is insane. Yeah, $250 uh, one. <laughs> yeah, freaking freaking crazy. Um, speaking, speaking of expectations, this just this kind of broke a few hours ago. Did you see the uh, Warner Brothers thing? No. They, they said that uh, Suicide Squad, quote, has fallen short of our expectations, unquote. It's like, really? Who could have imagined that? With that, right. not with the below nine hundred players on Steam for the past, you know, day. <laughs> like, it also doesn't help that I think uh, Helldivers came out and like ate its lunch as well. Like, any chance that the game had redemption after right. the the everybody was was not everybody. It was like a mixed bag. There was a lot of people that were just absolutely hating on the game, didn't like it. And there was people that were trying to do the whole oh. Yeah, you know, that, this Kyle, game, that Kyle guy, he, he promotes it somewhat, or he likes it on Twitter. And Yeah, there's a lot of folks that, that end up liking it, and that's fine, you know, if you do. Um, but when Helldivers 2 comes out and absolutely just takes the rest of the players that weren't playing Power World and just says, okay, we're playing this now, there there was no shot at all for Suicide And not, not to mention, again, Power World, Suicide, uh, Helldivers 2, you can buy both of those games for the Price of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. That tells yeah. you everything you need to know. Skull and Bones, Suicide Squad charging you 70 bucks for these games that are not great. People are going to vote with their wallet. You know, people people are going to vote with their wallet. It's like Scott said. He said it, you know, I think it was last week. Oh, I'm reviewing Skull and Bones. I'm talking about, you know, I'm having to play Skull and Bones. There's some fun here, but it's not $70 worth of, right? Yeah. And it, that's an issue with Suicide Squad there too. It's like there's, it's just a lot of the same uh, stuff going on, even if there is some cool story stuff in there. And unfortunately for Suicide Squad, it did well because if you look at the Shurkana stuff, which I guess we might as well tie into this too, is they were actually able to make this be a five week track instead of a four week track. So their track actually ended on February 3rd which includes the early access period and launch day for Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. So when you look at the top 20 games of the whole month, it's number three. Because, you know, they were kind of coming off hot. People were excited to get it. Whatever. It's right there under Tekken 8. And, of course, Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 3 is, is once again number one. But Tekken 8's right up there, then Suicide Squad, then Persona 3 Reload, which is apparently propped up a lot by PC and uh, PS5. And uh, Like a Dragon's right there at 7, after Madden and Hogwarts Legacy, which is expected. And then Prince of Persia's all the way down to 13, so that's that's good that at least that game charted. And Jujutsu right. Kaisen, which came out the day before, on the second, is also down there at 19. But yeah, it's it's interesting that that game, you know, but when you look at like the 10 most uh, played games on both of the consoles, Suicide Squad is not there. Right. Uh, so it kind of tells you that maybe a lot of that folks that were playing it was PC. And then two, it's it was something that a lot of people bought and then maybe decided to refund or they just didn't play it that much. Uh, didn't find the fun in it. And yeah. It, it has died. 
yeah. quickly there. Um, also, something I wanted to just point out, just because when you look at the t- the top ten games played on PS5 and Xbox, of course, this is only by what's tracked by Shikana. Let's be fair. Is you see that Power World is number three, being on Game Pass, being there, but then you see the difference between PlayStation, uh, Persona uh, Three Reload is on the Persona on uh, the PlayStation sales charts, but it's not on the Xbox One. So obviously being in Game Pass, a lot of people went and bought it, bought Persona when you can pay eleven dollars or seventeen dollars to play the game instead of paying seventy. But then I think you see the other side of it, which uh, Infinite Wealth actually ranks higher uh, for Xbox than it does for PlayStation, and I think that's because of Game Pass letting people play all the other older games. So when Infinite Wealth comes out, they went and bought it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's that you know that whole double S start with Game Pass and PS Plus that I don't think it's ever going to change. It's either going to be a great promoter or it's going to be a killer of sales. Also, props and shrouded for doing well uh, as well, being another one of those survival games too. So, yeah, um, like uh, you know, the the highest sales stuff is is kind of it's a lot of the usual suspects, but good to see a lot of the new games did chart well. Uh, Tekken 8 seems to be doing well for Bandai Namco, so that's that's good as well to see that, you know, that game is reviewing well and doing well uh, for them there. So, yeah, uh, moving on from that, also just to, I guess, bring this in here, because I did mention we would talk about it a little bit, uh, the reviews for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth are out. Um, since Scott is in the here watching, I should mention that another one of Outer Haven's writers, uh, Andrew, he wrote up the review. It's there on the site for Outer Haven. So go check it out. Really good review, by the way. Um, I'll probably put that in the description as well. And But yeah, I was watching some of the reviews and reading some. And seems like everybody, it obviously has 94 Metacritic. So, you know, it's, it's uh, very well thought of. Interesting that it looks like the game doesn't, uh, it, it is uh, very much one of those games, right? Uh, the Ubisoft formula, open a, unlock a tower and all the, all the icons come up on the map. And then you decide how many of the icons, how many of the mini games, how many of the things that you get to do. Uh, any thoughts on, on what you've read or seen of, of Rebirth or? No, I mean, I, I've read like just the IGN and GameSpot reviews, uh, which delve into the ending a little. Uh, yeah, but I didn't really focus on that. I just think it's funny that you know her climbing tower. You know, I it'd be funny to just use the same animation like you know the SEO had in Assassin's Creed Two or something with Cloud. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you, you can't free climb at all in these games except for this one one part. We climb this fucking tower for no reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks cool. Or I'm glad it's like you know six. I think that it's like six big open world. Or like you know six maps, the zones, yeah, yeah, and they're all kind, of, they all they all are pretty different from one another. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, the music seems like it's going to be amazing, and uh, the whole combat system is just. I played a little bit of the demo, and it's even more fun than you know in remake because you get to mess with the party and like actually have it. The other two characters that are like in the back actually help you, even if it's a little bit, which is interesting as well. On there, yeah. so yeah, just I'm I'm so pumped for this to be out already and be able to play it. Uh, very jealous of 
all the folks that are already getting to play it and getting to talk about it. And yeah, it looks like the ending is going to do a lot of uh, what remake did. So, you know, it's going to be fun when we get to that part too, to get to discuss all the, what what's going to happen in the next game that we'll, I'm sure have to wait three to four years to play as well. Right. I'm interested to see how much more content there is still left when you get to that as you know, and, and how much are they going to pad that out to try to make that a 30 or 40 hour game or whatever, when, when you get to there. So yeah, yeah. just can't be next Thursday fast enough already for that game. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I know you're getting it digitally. I gotta, I gotta go pick it up from Best Buy. <laughs> I've I've really thought about like, do I want to get that game physical or not? I already, unfortunately, I already pre-ordered it, but uh, you do get a a summon, like you get the the Moogle, the Mog summon or whatever pre-order on the PlayStation Store. Plus, you get Ramu and Leviathan if you have saves from Intermission and the original remake. So yeah, there is positives to playing some of those games, and yeah. I have the. I have the books as well, and apparently that book, the Traces of Two Past, that has a Tifa and Aerith on it, apparently has a major parts of the story in there too. So now I feel like I need to hurry up and read that book before we get to before we get to playing that. But I, um, I, I got a yeah. buddy who ordered the uh, you know three hundred and fifty dollars special edition, or like the, you know the oh with the the nineteen inch Sephiroth and all that. Yeah, oh, Scott, you have a point, Scott, but I don't I don't want to. I can't spend um, what would be uh, one hundred and fifty dollars on the same game twice. <laughs> Got to wait a little bit, maybe later. Get the physical. Um, but yeah, uh, just uh, I forgot to mention we were talking about Elden Ring, but they did uh, ask Miyazaki about what do you think about all these people that are still talking about Bloodborne and wanting a remake, and he says that um, it's a title that he holds dear. And is happy that the fans are just excited about it and passionate about it as he is. And that, you know, he he has fond memories of it, but he doesn't mention anything about it. They're being remade. It's crazy to think that it's we're almost getting to the point where next year it'd be 10 years old. And they yeah. have remade other things that are much more recent than Bloodborne. Like, what are they waiting on? It feels like with as much fervor as there is for Soulsborne games right now, you'd think that would have been something they would have made. Here's the problem. I, uh, I mean, apparently, Bloodborne of the soul, you know, of their Souls games is actually like the weakest selling of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it is keep, also, I guess, the the more different one, right? I mean, kind of, yeah. but yeah, not really. Let's say that I, I I personally just found Bloodborne to be a very weak one of those, and I know everyone, including Yens, is all like, you know, busking a nut over it or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, it's. It's yeah, it's ninety percent Dark Souls, or you know, it's like the only real difference to me was like, oh, now you have to like farm for healing vials instead of just having three or four, and I can have like sixty or seventy, and it's like okay, that's cool, and you don't have a shield, you just have a really weak ass gun. Uh, all right, next, like, I mean, yeah, they, they should put it on. I think they should put it on PS on PC, like just like you know, release some bare ass port of it be like here you go i get bugging us for it so here but you know if you guys want to fix it up you can do it yourself <laughs> and then be like here you go <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know it's interesting that they have waited this long for it um yeah i mean yeah they probably have other branches i mean they've they've kind of 
once Horizon 2 hits PC, you already did the like you know the Uncharted. You haven't done, I guess, the Uncharted collection, but you have the yeah, Uncharted four, four and and, yeah. and the Lost Stories, and then you have the two Horizons are on there already. I guess Spider-Man Two is the other one that you still got to put on there at some point. But it's like it feels like I, you really had the opportunity with Bloodborne if you do the remaster or remake to to get people going on that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh just uh, since we're already talking about Sony, they announced something very interesting earlier in the week about the fact that they're pleased. And this is during a blog post where they announced a bunch of games that are coming, uh, including rebellion zombies, army VR that's coming. Uh, They said they're pleased to share that we are currently testing the ability for PSVR two players to access additional games on PC to offer even more game variety addition to the PSVR two titles available through PS five. Um, they want to enable players to connect their PSVR headsets to PC uh, later this year. Interesting, you know, that you, I guess you'll have to use the cable or they're going to provide another cable for you to do that. Do you think that this gives life to the PSVR 2 at all? I mean, that you have access to more games now if you hook it up to your PC or how they how they could actually do this? Or? I'm going to really help. Uh, I saw this one guy on Twitter who uh, he basically solves a program that does this as already although it's like really half-assed he did a lot more with the psvr1 apparently the psvr2 is like very finicky on the pc like you need like very specialized or he was talking about like you know like very specialized hardware and cards so hopefully yeah. it's more like a driver update or just some type of like you know software update that you can makes it a lot easier to do this but I think all headsets, like VR headsets, should be fairly interoperable. Like, they should all have Steam VR, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, like, it is interesting that, like, they did say that they wanted to work more with PC and getting games so that it wouldn't just be all oh, these games are exclusive and they didn't want to, like, lock it down to the ecosystem. So this kind of feels more like exactly what they've been saying. Um, I don't know that it sells a lot more just because it has ability for PC. Um, right. It is the second mo- of the, of the ones that are known between MetaQuest and Sony and all that, like besides the MetaQuest three, it is more powerful than the MetaQuest two. And, you know, you do have the fact that you can play some Sony, you know, like Gran Turismo and Resident Evil four, Resident Evil village, all that on there. But do you worry? This is also kind of a Sony cop out of a way to say, well, we're not really going to do much first party with this. So here, uh, here's more uh, another way for you to get games I mean, at a time. <laughs> like the same yeah. uh, news to me. Like they made that Horizon thing and made that G, you know, Grand Turismo Seven mode, and that'll be about it. <laughs> yeah, and I'll make, like smaller craft. Like you know, I know your 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 worry is it's going to make the new uh, Astros thing in VR. Like I'm sure they'll make like Moss Three in VR. Just because that's right. a primarily VR, you know, franchise, but they're not going to make like Uncharted VR or they could. They could. That would be awesome if they did. But yeah, I guess I, I could more see like a Spider-Man VR, you know, like oh, wow. around yeah. New York. I could get people into it if they did it. Yeah, but have it have it not be shitty like that Iron Man VR thing. <laughs> yeah, but, that game had so much potential, man. Yeah. Sucks to see. I, I do think it's a smart decision. I think it's a smart. I mean, yeah. I, I think all of this stuff about them doing more PC is a smart decision. Period. Um, right. But 
it's mostly the VR stuff. That is a, a really good decision by Sony to to get their players that are already playing, that already bought the system more games, make them feel like, okay, I have an ability to buy more things. I don't know if this is going to sell more PSVR 2s. Nope. But maybe it increases a higher attach rate for the people that already have them. Uh, yeah. Which, that, that did happen with PSVR 1. The people that have PSVR 1 and actually used it, they seem to like it a lot. It's just, it's kind of like the Vita. It's like, Everybody that had the Vita and loved using it loved the Vita. The problem was Sony didn't support it enough, and the memory card thing was a problem. But have you ever actually yeah. seen a PSVR two on sale? No, I mean, I don't go to GameStop anymore. And when I've gone to Best Buy, I'm going for other things, and I kind of barely go over to the game section. But I've never okay, seen yeah, PSVR I saw like a I saw a PSVR two like a used one sale like for sale like a used GameStar one. So that was it. So yeah. You well, know, I mean, not, a lot of people aren't taking those either, right? So, like, GameStop, I think, is not taking them also. Yeah. It, you know, so I think it's one of those, like, you buy it, and then you have to make the decision of, like, okay, well, I'm either going to keep supporting it and buy games for it, or it's just going to sit there on the shelf. And uh, I saw some folks, you know, saying that, you know, they bought this thing, and they really haven't used it at all, very much similar to the PSVR one, and then there's the that's, ones that, that's that do all have VR headsets. <laughs> Yeah, you play with it for like two weeks, and they're like, "All right, we're cool." Yeah, it's it's yeah. interesting that I mean they're still promoting it, you know. Um, he yeah he Scott says he he does see more used quests twos and threes. Yeah, uh, but I think that's also because there was more quests twos and threes that have been bought by people, right? Um, right. I don't think the PSVR two is going to hit the five million the PSVR one did. No. Just, I don't know. <laughs> just because VR is in a different place, I think. Than, unless you put like Half Like Alex on there, and if maybe that makes it accessible to those people that already have the system, maybe that can help a little bit. But unless you put yeah. Half Life Alex Two on there, like we have, yeah, we have the sequel to Half Life Alex only on the PSVR Two. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's funny that somebody says that this is an important category for us, and this is a help. But you'd think that they would be doing more first party stuff with it if they really thought that this would be, you know, this is a, a big thing for them. Uh, Yeah, but it, it's interesting, cool to see, good for the folks that have the PSVR 2 that you're going to be able to do more things with PC and, you know, we'll see how that goes if it, if it does improve PSVR 2 sales at all. Yeah. Uh, speaking of interesting things, I guess, uh, Crazy Taxi. Uh, you know, Sega announced that they were doing all of the new games and their old their older franchises and there's been some leaks on what the crazy taxi game is it is a triple a title it is going to be the traditional crazy taxi experience that you uh enjoyed on arcades or dreamcasts or other things but yep. it is also going to have a battle royale mode that is going to fit 100 players in a single match with a winner takes all kind of setup uh what? <laughs> those three things you just said are completely at odds with all, with all of all yeah. of them. <laughs> it, it's not something so, I thought I was going to hear when I said when somebody told me the other thing. There's a crazy taxi game. You know? Okay, it's like step one. Crazy taxi is going to be a triple A game. It's like, okay, why? Like crazy taxi was never a triple A game. And right. phrase, you know, sentence two is. It's going to be the same as all crazy taxi games. It's like okay, automatically that's at odds with AAA game because crazy taxi is you know 
play for four minutes and the the round is over. You know, it's not like right. You can play that game forever because there's literally a fucking timer in the screen counting down constantly. Like, and then step, I could see step three kind of being interesting. Like, you know, look at like Mario Mario or thirty or Tetris one hundred or F zero ninety nine. Okay, yeah, whatever. But like, you know, a hundred taxis going around a city that'd be kind of interesting. But you know, you can't have this. This isn't going to be like you know uh, the crew or it, it would have to be like Tetris, right? Like where it's all asynchronous, where you're all just kind of battling against each other on your own screen. I don't think they would have all of the taxis on one screen picking up actually, the same amount of. Yeah. I could actually see them. I could see them trying to actually do that. You know, have it be like, uh, you know, bat, played around those battlegrounds or whatever. Like, you know, you literally like, or like Fortnite, where you're just like, you literally, you know, the taxi falls out of the sky with a parachute and then you just get going. But. I think like having collision with other cars might be an issue. <laughs> yeah, or like I mean, you're all trying to pick up the same person or whatever. You have five cars going after this yeah. one thing, and like you know, is it going to be that? Like, are you just trying to get the most people you possibly can to a certain destination? Like, are you? Is it going to be? I imagine it'll be like that, or like you know, the, the highest, you know, the most expensive fare. Like, oh, this one yeah. fare and. The north part of the city wants to get to the south part and they pay two hundred dollars more than anyone else or you know something like that but you know what crazy taxi needs it'd be okay they need an arcade like mode they need like a free road free roam mode or you mm-hmm. know if you just want to play forever hey you can do it and then you can realize just how shallow this game premise is uh right. and they need offspring <laughs> yeah and bad religion but Mainly offspring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they could definitely get uh, both of those if they want to. You say that, but, uh, you know, the modern Crazy Taxi 3 didn't have it, you know, 15 years ago. And, like, they put they put Crazy Taxi on iOS and Steam and shit like that, and they don't have those songs either. And it's, like, that's it's one of the few examples of, you know, songs or bands, like, making the game. Mm-hmm. And... If you don't have it, it, it just sound you know the sound likes or the you know the hack the free royalty crap. This one's awful. So, I mean, I would hope if you're gonna say it's a triple A game, you're gonna spend some money on the soundtrack. That kind of matters. Yeah, you know, in a way. But you'd hope. But Sega does dumb shit like some like occasionally with this stuff before. So. I mean, hey, they, they I guess they could put like you know soundtrack songs from soundtracks of their other games in it. Yeah, and say oh, we're definitely There's, crazy now. You can hear Persona sound. Or no, we like the live and learn song from Sonic Adventure Two. Like the yeah, this one Sonic's bombing down the the hill in San Francisco. We're like, great, can't wait. Definitely, I, I'm sure that they will release more information on what is going to be in I, all these titles once they. I mean, Crazy Taxi is a good example of a game that or a pro, a project that should be fairly cheap to make or fairly I wouldn't say low budget but modestly budgeted but then going it's gonna be a triple A game it's like no like this franchise would never support triple A and it never should I mean that's the same that'd be like the same brain trust going hey we should make a Madam Web movie you know based on this D tier character at best you know everyone's gonna flock <laughs> to that uh don't get Sony started on why they're making all Don't these. worry. That Craven yeah. movie is going to be great, isn't it? 
they got to do what they got to do to keep the license, I guess. Yeah. So just release it. You can waste money because you know that whenever they have the Spider-Man movie, it's going to make all that money. If that's really the case, they should just go like the Roger Corman route and just do it for like as cheap as possible. Have it be intentionally shit. Be like, you made a movie for a hundred for a million bucks just to make hold on to the yeah. Or do do the Dick Tracy thing, right? Where you just release like one thing that has Spider-Man in it. Yeah. Uh, every so often, that doesn't even have to be a big budget. I don't know what the contract details are. I don't know if it actually has to be a big budget movie that goes into movie theaters or whatever. But it's interesting that, like, you know, this is what we do with the franchise. Yeah. If Morbius wasn't enough to tell you that, like, unless you're going to do this really well or use Venom or something like that, right. people are not going to, it's going to be bad. You know, and it's only further drowning the. It doesn't. It also doesn't have to. We're like in total superhero fatigue. Yep. At this point, like I'm really interested to see what happens with. I, I think X Men '97 would be fine because it's nostalgia and it's a cartoon and right. whatever. I'm really interested to see what happens with Deadpool and Wolverine. If that cannot pull people back into the theater. I think Marvel really needs to start thinking about. I don't know what they're gonna do, but I, see, I think Deadpool yeah. and Wolverine can. Yeah. My my issue would be all the other crap that's going on, like Captain America four, uh, whatever new Avengers thing. Yeah. Catastrophe they're making that Thunderbolts movie, all this other crap. It's like this doesn't have like that established of a fan base or a his you know a history so. Good luck, and then DC's clusterfuck of the Superman movie. Like I saw that cast list, and I'm just like, why are they doing this again? I mean, I have faith in James Gunn that I I, I have faith in him to an extent, but them going like it's not a Superman and like Superman versus Lex Luthor movie that that would be fine, but it's like, oh, here's Green Lantern, here's Metamorpho, here's hot girl and mr terrific it's like is that are they all going to be in there because he said he yeah. wasn't going to do the cameo thing no they are like there's a oh, gosh okay yeah so it's like okay superman lois lane let's Luther, and jimmy olsen they're like the top four and yeah. the other ones are guy gardner hot girl mr terrific metamorpho supergirl uh maxwell lord and eve Good lord. and a few others and it's like is this movie going to be like three hours long so they can all? Yeah, do it? it's like, yo, dude, like, <laughs> no, this this needs to be like, and they didn't even announce like Perry White. It's like, yeah, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I still have faith in James Gunn to like make it an interesting yeah. movie, but yeah, it's really good, or you know, but it's just not what I want at all. From like, I I want like a very basic Superman movie, which yeah. we've failed to make since Superman two, where you know, like. But but I mean, if people at Warner Brothers are pressuring him to, hey, we got to try to make this into a connected universe thing, yeah. we can't. And nothing can just be by itself anymore. It all has to be connected, except for the Joker. <laughs> except for the Joker. Well, Joker has its own thing, you know, that it has. You know, I'm sure there's a Joker, but it's not like made. they're not going to tie in a whole bunch of other pulling a whole bunch of other crap. Like, oh, here's. But thankfully, they said that that can be by itself because, good lord, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it's it's insane that, you know, I'm sure Nintendo will find a way to possibly tie Zelda into the Mario so they can do a Super Smash Brothers 
yeah. thing or whatever. Like it feels like everything has to have a connected universe at some point. And yeah. At some point, people are going to just be like, you know, we used to just make movies. Right. Yeah. And and they can be by themselves. But it, anyway, moving on to um, I, I'm this isn't really it's a game, but it's uh, probably not one that like everybody's uh, too crazy about. Um, it is to me. It's interesting just because it's been so long since we had the EA college football. And I meant to talk about last week with uh, with Randy on um, because, you know, last week is when they actually debuted the trailer. Uh, yeah. For it coming back, saying that in May they're going to have um, a new, uh, they're going to have more, more, uh, more to say about it, and all of that, and uh, you know it kind of brought back those nostalgia feels for me, like you know as somebody that loved the college football games, it was one of the reasons why I uh, played, or I, I watched a lot of college football was because of the game. Um, but now they've actually, because of the new rules to college football, right, where the players can go um, and get their own money, they can make their own deals. Uh, EA has reached out to 11,000 plus college players to opt in to licensing deals for $600 each. They've already gotten all of the 134 schools in Division One, which to me was, I thought that was going to be a problem, but they got them all. That's, that's crazy in of itself. Um, but hopefully some of these players are gonna make deals. They've also got separate deals with the bigger names, right? That would obviously help promote the game and everything else, not to mention whoever the cover player is gonna be and all that stuff. Uh I don't know if you ever played any of these or not, or nope. But whatever. the funny thing yeah. is, is when that game comes out, I got a free copy. Oh, you do? I, was, I, was I, I had a friend uh, who was working on it. I think he okay. he's gone from EA for like a year now, but he promised me a copy like a year and a half ago or something. So I'm going to hold him. <laughs> <to it. laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're promising that it's coming this summer. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll uh, find a way to bug them. And then be like, where is it? Damn it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm sure that the cool thing that made college football different is you had the, the dynasty mode was different. You had the scouting thing. You had the, where you could actually make it. I eventually you could take your, your team that you had and put it into Madden. I don't know how they're going to put that in. Also interesting that they said that because of these rules now with the players not having uh, where the NCAA has licenses or whatever for them, you're not going to be able to edit the names. Yeah. So you won't be able to like, I guess, make Caleb Williams, for example, and put him in uh, as the USC quarterback. You're going to have to just add, it's going to be player number two or whatever. And that's who you're going to be. And they're going to have random stats from, how those players have played in the last 10 years for that school or whatever. So yeah, going to be cool to see what EA does with that. All right. Uh, I didn't mean for us to get into the movie talk until we got to this topic, but we already did, but go ahead. We talked about Marvel star Wars also, you know, they have a lot of things going on uh, right now. I think bad batch just came back again uh, with some new episodes. Uh the Halo series has new episodes right now. Apparently, season two is. I, amazing. Yeah, I've been watching that actually. Yeah, yeah. this was a big follow reach episode like two nights ago. It so, was like, it it was good, but shockingly like not gory. Oh, okay, like, they had a few spots, but it was very kind of almost like antiseptically violent, you know. Yeah, but it's it it good. You know, well acted. 
So that's good. I I started watching season one again just to see if I can get into it because that's the problem. I started watching see, a little bit. And the two problems with season one, uh, it still has that covenant chick in it, McKee, who's like terrible. Right. And all the magical stuff is awful. <laughs> Except for that guy Soren, like he's cool, and that's about yeah. it. <laughs> but oh, that sucks. Uh, I'll have to two, just power through it, I guess. Season two does kind of eliminate some of that stuff, or some of the more overtly boring shit, at least. <laughs> right. So that helps. Well, uh, Cameron Monaghan says that he would be open to playing Cal Custis in a live-action Star Wars role now, after saying that he was kind of just focused on the games and he didn't want to talk about this or. Yeah. Um, he just wants to make sure that it would actually progress the character and be helpful to the character itself and be significant and not, oh hey, he made a cameo. Whoop de doo. Right. You know? I, I um, can. I that's better. Or I. I mean, just kind of redo the games and then you know the the TV show. Like, hey, why not? You, you think they the- they might consider that, like doing a Disney Plus series of Cal Custis and his journey they should you know like he's a more interesting character than most what they got going on nowadays so yeah um i i think it'd be cool if he did i mean they are working on the third entry since even though the director is is gone that he did say that he wanted this to be a trilogy and obviously it's doing well sells wise yeah you know basically do like the last of us you know like yeah why not (laughs) Do it. Why not? Um, yeah, I would hope that if they ever get to do it, just don't screw it up, Disney. Yeah. Like you have a lot of other I mean again, their TV show stuff has been good for the most part. It's it's the movies, but yeah. I would argue no, but okay. <laughs> just one last thing here before we get to the uh upcoming games here. Uh Ziff Davis officially recognized oh. the IGN Creators Guild. Oh wait. So one uh, last everything, that Borderlands movie trailer. Um, uh, I thought that was that was good. It's fine. Uh, Jens watched it and accused the trailer of not having music. And I was like, are, are you high? Like, what are you talking it, about? It has like, a song throughout the entire trailer. What are you talking Yeah, exactly. Like, so, it's, uh, it's a bad song. Don't get me wrong, but it's a song. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, song, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I, I think, well, everyone has said, basically, Kate Blanchett is too old for it. I kind of agree. <laughs> like, like the it's it's just kind of shocking to see them all all like that all there like it's it's like you got Kate Blanchett and Jamie Lee Curtis and then you got Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart and you got Jack Black and it's like uh, like okay or Jack Black's it's, voice and then like it's like where where is the rest of the cast of Jumanji you know yeah. like, you couldn't get Karen like, Gillan to to play Lilith like yeah you had the had the Rock just show up and do a random and he'd be brick I mean there's a big strong guy in the first game I'm like why yeah. hey, why not uh. That looked fine, but I think it looks fine from a like world building. Like I thought, like the Mm -hmm. world looked kind of interesting, but I think like those four characters kind of look seem lame. (laughs) Yeah, like it feels like they did capture the world of Borderlands, like with the sort of the atmosphere of it, the the kind of the jokes they're going for, stuff like that. But we'll see how that all works. Can't wait to see everyone like fangasm over Mad Moxie, like they do with Harley Quinn. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> with that. Uh, but yeah, c- cool that IGN got their Creators Guild uh, recognized by Ziff Davis. So the 80 workers are now officially a union, which that's great for employees. 
wish yep. more obviously it helps that IGN's the biggest uh, gaming news website out there so that they can do that um as you can see by GameSpot recently had people get laid off so uh you know it, it's good that that can happen but it would be nicer if this could trickle down and and happen to more uh yeah. sites and stuff like that um as well uh moving right. forward so uh just quickly here going into the upcoming games that are coming out this week uh, Pacific Drive is out right now, or was out yesterday. You can go pick that up. Um, it seems to have gotten some good reviews. Uh, if you like survival games or roguelikes, uh, there's some really cool stuff in it. Um, the being in a menu a lot made it to where I kind of don't want to pick it up now. I, that, I'm but. still interested. I mean, if they sent a review code, I'd, I'd take it. But I, one of the things I saw was like, it's, I feel like really easy because it has a lot of good like difficulty options, which is yeah. helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it definitely go, you know, check it out if that is you've been interested in that from seeing the state of plays. I forgot to mention that uh, Rare also released a bunch of old games to the Switch Online. Yeah, Killer Instinct. That's that's a big one. <laughs> Killer Instinct, Battletoads, Battle Maniacs, uh, Blast Score. What they, should, what they should do with Killer Instinct is also release the soundtracks. You can just download it to your Switch. Yeah. There you go. Check out that Shake, Rat on Roll as well. You know? Yeah. Definitely, um, you get a, the uh, Splatoon 3 expansion. The Inkopolis is also out as of yesterday as well. Pentiment is out on uh, PS5 and Switch and PS4. Um, so go check uh, those out if you haven't already. Uh, this cool little... Uh, platformer promenade is out on everything uh go check that out as well um it's it's actually like pretty different compared to what you see from other yeah uh platformers uh sheer and the wanderer mystery dungeon another one of those sheer, uh, mystery dungeon games is out on switch on the 27th and that brothers to tell two sons remake comes out on the 28th so that'll be out by the next time we do the show uh dark forces remaster is also coming out so not only do you get the Battlefront 2 uh, collect the Battlefront collection, I'm sorry. Um, you get the Dark Forces remaster pretty soon here next week. So, but obviously, obviously, the game that we're all sitting here have been waiting forever to play. Uh, Welcome Paradise. No, I'm joking. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah. Yes, I can't wait. Can it be Thursday already? I want to play this game. Wednesday when I get off work, I don't know how long I'm, I might stay up as long as I possibly can and then like crash because uh, I've been waiting for this uh, this game for so long. Going to be an exciting thing for sure um, for everybody to get that moment. Um, again, uh, the plan is for Saturday tomorrow, if you're watching this live, um, that I'm going to have Hayes on, Hayes Madsen on from Inverse. Um to talk about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So we'll have a kind of like a review episode there. I'm asking him questions. He's giving me his thoughts on the game. I'll have his review in the description as well, along with uh, Andrew's review from Outer Haven. Uh, so until tomorrow or until next week, whichever, whenever you uh, want to check us out, we'll see you later, everybody. Later. Peace.